It's the mystical flight of the arrow traveling downrange, searching for its next target. The thrill of chasing the elusive whitetail buck as it slips through the tall oaks. That encounter with a bull elk that is so close, you can feel its breath. The hair that stands up on your neck when you hear that long-bearded turkey gobble in the spring. It's our passion. It's our tradition. It's Backwoods Bow Hunter. And now, it's time to go full draw in the backwoods. What is up, everybody? Backwoods Bow Hunter. This is a little bit of a different type of episode than what we've done before. <clears throat> if you listen to our last podcast, we talked about um, doing some little fill-in content. Um, it's the best way to put that. Just sh- short, small segments, like ten to fifteen minutes in length. At, you know, pretty much at the most. Um, just talking about our hunts during the rut. So they're only going to air, you know, during the month of November. So it's extra content that we're throwing out there, posting more content, and just giving hunting updates with what's going on with us. Um, hope everybody's doing well, spending some time in the deer woods. Um, I know I, I see a lot of good bucks that are falling. I've been seeing them all over the social media's pics that are posted. Definitely an exciting time to be a deer hunter. Uh, for me, I've been trying to spend as much time out there as I can. Um, I am a business owner and business stuff uh seems to just get in the way sometimes but that's what pays the bills and puts the food on the table so sometimes you got to do what you got to do um that and my phone y'all has been blowing up with uh dog tracking calls i mean i'm getting about four or five a day and for the most part wearing me out but um i don't take them all uh I'm trying to be she, she's a young dog so i'm trying to be super selective with what we go on and what we don't but um We'll talk about that more in our full-length episode that we'll do later in the week. It is just Tim here in the studio. Mike is not with us. However, Mike is always with us everywhere we go because we have a soundboard. I make money move. There you go. So Mike makes money move, um, and hopefully he's making an arrow move um, You know, over the next coming days. So these segments are brought to you by JNS Sense. Always fresh, never frozen. Um, I'm using... You know, these hunts that I'm going on, I'm using chill pills. Um, well, I will be. I wasn't using them the other day when I should have been. Chill pills and scrape rage gel, putting that in my scrapes. Uh, many other products, but check them out, jssense.com. Um, it is called J-N-S, J-N-S, but the website is just jssense.com. Or call Jeff directly at 618-614-4051. And check them out. Let's see here. The whole idea, like I said, the whole idea behind these Palooza episodes is just to give some hunting updates, um, post some content, and I'm probably going to just uh, make a little bit of fun of myself here um, because I did some dumb shit. Um, I'm good for doing that every once in a while, aren't we all? So this episode is in reference to Tuesday, November 8th. Um, however... I'm going to back that up to Sunday morning, um, the 6th. So if you listen to our last full-length episode, 
um, you heard my dumb shit. Oh, what a douche I am. <laughs> yeah, that exactly. So, uh, basically we had the time change, uh, you know, Saturday night, two o'clock in the morning. Well, I had looked at my phone to figure out, uh, what time the sun's going to rise so that I could, you know, plan my, my hunt that morning, figure out when I need to be in the woods and so forth. Well, I don't know I, I, what happened. I really don't know, but I had a late start getting out there and it's just, it is what it is. Um, and on my way out to the stand, of course, I jumped a group of does that were walking in or as I was walking in, rather, I jumped a whole group of does. So, uh, you know, just off to a bad start. I got a late start to the stand jumped those group of does and then never really had anything else activity wise that morning at all. It was warm. Um, really warm. Actually. I think that day ended up getting to like 81 degrees overall, something like that. So I decided that evening that I was going to go back out there. And by the way, um, at least at the point in time of these hunts, it's changed a little bit, but there is absolutely no way to be stealthy walking through the timber. Um, it has been so damn dry and the leaves, you know, are all on the ground and you just crunch every step you take, you're making noise and there's no way around it. I mean, unless you can fly, you ain't getting around it. So I want to just point that out. But that evening I decided to hunt. I've got a stand that I call old faithful. It's called old faithful because I've hunted on this property for 12 years and, um, it always produces good deer. We always kill a deer out of that stand. So I thought, you know, had the winds and the feeding patterns that I was expecting. Basically, the way we're all faithful is, is we have a one-acre size pond, and there's a little bit of a field behind the pond, and then my tree line starts, the wood line. I hunt only 10 or 15 yards or so into that wood line. Right on the edge of that wood line, there's a scrape and a licking branch, and not a mock one. This is one that the whitetails have made themselves, but it's been there for a number of years, and they use it constantly. So my stand is set up fairly close to that. Okay, so then... Beyond the south to the south of me, beyond that, you'll find the property line and then another patch of woods that belongs to the people to the south. And you've heard me complain about them on this podcast before, I'm sure. Um, so the point of this is that evening, as I was walking to my old faithful stand, again, I got a little bit of a late start, um, not for reasons that I'm a dumbass, but for reasons that just other things were happening in life. And I just, I was going to go, I just wasn't able to go as early as I wanted to. But I ended up jumping four does again that evening um, as I was walking in, and they all ended up running to the south. So point of this is um, the neighbors back there have only, in my knowledge, uh, in the 12 years that I've been here, have only ever shotgun hunted. Well, we're here in southern Illinois. In the state of Illinois, you can only shotgun hunt seven days. There's The first season is three days. The second season is four days. So I only ever have to deal with what I call their nonsense for seven days out of the year. Well, I jump these does and about 30, I see them run off to the south onto that property. And it's not maybe even a half a minute. I hear the sound of a crossbow go off. And then I see those four does shoot off back to the west. So I'm like, holy crap, that was a crossbow. Apparently they now crossbow hunt or at least one of them. Um, I'm like, well, I mean, this, this evening's hunt is already screwed, you know, right, right off the get-go before we even get started. It's screwed. Well, I watched him. So he sets up his stand. He's not very far from the property line. And I don't know if he does that because of my pond. You know, they don't have any water on them back there. If he's trying to get as close as he can to the pond, I'm not sure what he's doing. But 
he's pretty close to my old faithful stand. I can actually see his stand. I can see him sitting in it. So from where I'm at, he climbs down and he goes over there and he walks around for a couple minutes and then he comes back to a stand and climbs back up in the stand and sits back down. Well, I never saw any of those four does drop, you know, after he took that shot. So I don't know if he hit one or not, but they didn't drop anywhere in the immediate area and they just ran to the West, like it said. So anyway, he hunted the rest of the evening and as did I, and I never saw anything else moving after that. So at darkness, I get down and I come back up here. Well, I, I can see, you know, when, when all the leaves fall through the woods, um, have fallen, you can see pretty clear sometimes. And I see a flashlight bouncing around out there for maybe a minute. And the flashlight goes off and never saw anything again after that. So as I stated on the, the full length episode, I, I have a feeling he was looking for his crossbow bolt. Um, I don't think he hit the animal, but I may be wrong. Um, who knows? That brings me to Monday evening, November 7th. Um, I, I learned my lesson. I wasn't able to hunt that morning, but I learned my lesson from Sunday, and I actually got out earlier <laughs> that afternoon for my evening hunt. Got out there at the time. You should be getting out there. And I ended up still jumping a group of does as I was walking in. Um, well, you know, I mean, what the hell are you going to do, you know? Um, I hunted that evening. I did have a group of, I think it was four does, um, I believe it was four, but they were they were pretty good far away. They were towards my field, you know, coming back towards the pond. I was hunting in a different location, not the old faithful stand, but um, they were probably 80 yards or more from me, so, you know, not, not something I was going to be able to deal with. Now, here we are in November. So my plan this year, I wanted to take a doe, at least one doe, probably. I want to take a, two to three does off of this property this year, but I wanted to try to get one in October so that when we got to the rut time frame in November, I wasn't focused on that I knew that was already done I could focus on chasing one of my target bucks and um, just didn't happen you know as I aforementioned business stuff gets in the way you know I you know I had a full-time employee resigned I had another full-time employee on vacation and it's just been a mess all around the weather was not conducive at all I mean it was it's been October was so warm and just didn't work out so I'm not opposed to taking a doe in the rut in the right circumstances here so um, didn't get an opportunity, uh, on Monday evening. That brings us to Tuesday, November 8th, which is what this show is supposed to be about. That morning was 54 degrees. Um, I got to my stand at about 5:20 AM. It was 54 degrees, but for the, <laughs> for the second time this year, as I'm walking to my stand, I get about halfway there and I realize I'm wearing my damn Crocs. I don't know why I cannot get through my head to put my boots on. I don't, I think it's because it's been so warm and I wear Crocs all the time. I know I'm one of them people. Um, I do not put them in four wheel drive just for the record, but I, I just, I'm used to having them on my feet. So, you know, I come out here to the studio is where I, I get dressed typically. And this is where my boots are at. So I don't know. I start heading out there and I've got my Crocs on and I realize it. So I turn around and I come back, you know, so I can slide on my boots so anyway, I get out there. It's about 520. Again, I, I bumped a doe going in. Um, and, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, it was a solo doe. I didn't see any others, just the one. I don't know if she was bedded down close to my stand or, or what was going on. But uh, regardless, I got her jumped up and running and then climb up in my stand. So I, I've learned a valuable hard lesson. As you heard earlier, I'm a douche. Um, 
I've always kept just one rope in my, in my hunting bag. So I'll tie that off on my bow and then I just hold on to it in my hand as I climb up my climbing sticks and get up on my stand and then I hoist it up. Well, I get up there and I decided I unraveled the, the rope from around my hand. I decided to lay across the seat of my hawk hang on stand. I laid across the seat and it, it, I go about 18 feet or so up. Um, and I think it's a 30 foot rope. So there's slack there. So it's not like it's got tension or it might be a 25 foot rope, but it's not like it has tension anyway. So I lay it across my seat. I go to take my backpack off to hang it on my little clip or whatever you call them things, you know, my hanger that I have up there. Um, and apparently when I took my backpack off, I brushed it across the seat and knocked that rope off and down to the ground it goes. I'm like, son of a bitch. So I hang my backpack, I climb back down, grab my rope, climb back up. Now, hoist the bow up. Now, I took my gloves off and laid them on the seat because the, the rope that I was using is pretty thin and it's hard to get a hold of with your gloves. So somehow I managed to, as I'm disconnecting the rope from my bow, I managed to knock my gloves off and down to the ground they go. So I'm like, the hell with it. I don't need gloves. It's 54 degrees. I'll be just fine whatever. Well, at 10, about 10 minutes till seven, I heard a doe blowing. Um, I could hear her off in the distance. I'm going to guess at least a hundred yards away. You know, sound does carry in the woods. So I don't know for sure. I could not see her. Uh, I knew she was to the north of me and I knew she was blowing. And I thought there's no way she has picked up my scent. I mean, I just don't, the, the wind was in my favor. Um, she is at bare minimum 80 yards, if not a hundred yards away you know, a lot of timber, a lot of brush in between us. If I can't even see her and I don't know, but she was carrying on big time and this went on for several minutes. Well, shortly thereafter, I see a little dog running through the timber and I'm like, well, that's why she was blowing. The stupid dog was out there. <clears throat> and that was, uh, I believe really the end of my hunt. I think the, I think that doe that I jumped that morning ended up being the only deer I saw that day or that morning, I mean, I go back out in the evening, got an early start, felt good about it. Um, had my boots on, didn't have my stupid Crocs on and got back out to the stand and sat down. It was 54 degrees at that point in time. Um, I'm 64. I'm sorry. 64 degrees Had a five mile an hour Northeast wind, um, that evening got in the stand. Uh, I, I haven't, at this point in time, I hadn't seen any, any bucks chasing does yet. Now I've had many people tell me that they're, they're having, do, you know, those are being chased all over the place, you know, and friends in Kentucky have said that I've got friends here in Illinois that have said that I haven't seen it here. Um, all of my does that I'm seeing are not pressured at all. Um, I had a feeling with the cold front that was coming in on Friday for veterans day, um, that, that was going to change drastically, which ultimately it did. But, um, we'll get to that later in the next one, but at three thirty, I had a group of four does roll in. Um, I contemplated, you know, do I want to take a shot, go ahead and get that doe, do I not? And ultimately they, I had them around, I don't know, they were all in that, I don't know, maybe 30 yards max that 20, 20, 25, 30 yards range. But none of them ever really presented a clean shot. Um, and if you probably heard me tell the story on the, the full length episode, uh, I had the, the biggest doe of the group, the one that I preferred to shoot, she, um, she stood broadside to me, but I had a freaking tree that all the brush was still on the tree, the leaves and everything. It was just, it literally laid right over her 
chest cavity area. Like, I mean, you just, if I would have took the shot, I would have been trying to punch through all that, that those leaves and so forth. So not that it couldn't have happened, but I just, I don't roll that way. I, I try to take good, clean ethical shots and do the right thing. And, um, so they never presented a good, good shot for me. So off they went and that wrapped up my, my Tuesday evening. I had a, had a great time doing it, but even by the time I got back here to the studio, um, it was still 64 degrees outside. And all I could think about, I wasn't going to be able to hunt Wednesday or Thursday. So I was, all I could think about was I can't wait till Friday, cold front coming in, um, should be a good time. So <clears throat> I haven't seen my two target bucks, at least at the point of this, um, uh, recording, I hadn't seen my two target bucks in quite a while other than I had a, uh, 146 AM, a 230 AM, a 404 AM and a 946 PM trail camera picture of one of the two, uh, but daylighted in person had not seen him and or the other one i haven't seen at all um so i'm not sure you know where they i don't believe anybody's killed them but um i guess it's possible so that wrapped up uh november the 8th tuesday and um in the next episode we'll get into friday november 11th and talk about that like i said i just want to keep this short um we're only going to do it during the rut november you know just throwing some content out there trying to keep everybody informed with what we're up to and what we're doing and um, if you think they're stupid and don't want to listen to them, that's fine. Let me know, and we don't have to do them either. But um, I enjoy podcasting, and I enjoy talking about hunting and, and doing what we're doing. So I just want to throw some content out there. Um, as always, Backwoods Bowhunter can be found at backwoodsbowhunter.com. You can click on the shop link for some Backwoods merch. I have a couple of orders that have came in. I've got a fulfilled now. So we're also on Facebook and Instagram at Backwoods Bowhunter Podcast. And feel free to email us anytime at backwoodsbowhunterpodcast at gmail.com. I will see you on the next Rutpalooza episode, and y'all grab your bow, get after it, keep doing what you do, stay safe, love you. Thanks for listening to another Backwoods Bowhunter episode. Didn't get enough? Climb down out of your tree stand and get ready for another epic episode next week. The Backwoods Boys will take you back downrange for more bow hunting content.